Welcome to Gina Luger Live, the podcast. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Wednesday, March 28th. I think I had the date wrong yesterday, but what else is new? Good morning, good morning. When you spend your day worrying about the work instead of what the day on the calendar is, it makes a huge difference, right? So, good morning. Um, I'm glad that you're with me today. If today is your first day hanging out, I'm glad that you're here. We have a whole crew of supportive people who love to hang out together. Um, if you don't know who I am, I'm Gina Luker and I blog at theshabbycreekcottage.com. We're going to share creative ways to eat, make, and decorate and GinaLuker.com where I'm a cheerleader for kick-ass business-minded bloggers like you. And we get together every morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Time to talk about blogging over breakfast. So, good morning, my friends. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, if you're watching on YouTube later, thanks for hanging out and for the podcast too. Remember that this is pre-recorded from a Facebook Live. So, yesterday I told you we were going to talk about branding today, but we're not going to. Because um, I have two girls that are my go-to for tech stuff. First is my friend and assistant, Dawn, who works here in the office with me, although she doesn't get here until blogging over breakfast is over. But um, Dawn, is she can handle all the back-end stuff. She can build sites. She can fix things. Like, she is a tech ninja. Thank you guys so much. Um, and then the second person is Leslie Clavijo. If you don't know Leslie, she has the launch room and she teaches people how to build, um, brands and market them and, you know, make money selling products. But Leslie is my really like, she's the, I've taught courses with Leslie before. She is my go-to tech girl whenever I have issues. She was even the person that taught actually starting a blog and putting um, putting it together, like the technical back-end, buying your hosting, that kind of stuff, in the recent Blog Start Boot Camp. Yesterday, I had a conversation with her because Leslie helps me when I'm doing things like launching the Ultimate Blogging Boot Camp, which is now open, and um, she said, okay, but I have some questions, so can... Can I'll help you and you help me. I'm like, cool. I'm all for helping each other. That's an awesome idea. So she helped me with everything, um, with my site and my launch and that kind of thing. And then she said, okay, I have this blog that I've blogged at for years, and I've kind of walked away from it. It's kind of gotten stale, and I want to bring it back to life. And I was like, okay, cool. I can help you do that. And I expected her to say, like, help me with Pinterest, or I need a better Instagram strategy, or something along those lines. But then when she asked me her question, it was, I don't really understand SEO. And if I weren't already on speakerphone, I would have probably dropped the phone. Because I was like, what? Like, you're the tech girl. You're, you should, like, I was blown away. And I didn't, I wasn't trying to make her feel bad. It just kind of took me aback for a second that somebody that was so tech savvy, um, and she did know quite a bit about SEO, but she felt like she wasn't getting it, and she didn't really truly understand. And although there's a plethora of things that I teach about it, there's one thing that I'm not even sure I covered in the boot camp, because 
in my mind, I guess I thought it was so elementary that people would know it. And this goes back to, I've said before, when you're writing your blog content, like for your blog, for your creative blog, don't assume somebody knows anything. Like, act as if an alien has landed on this planet and you're trying to tell them step by step from start to finish how to actually create whatever it is you're creating because um, it was the simplest thing. But this is what I want to show you today is blog post titles. She asked me a bunch of questions and we had a conversation for like an hour and a half and I'm not going to be here for an hour and a half, especially now that I've taken five minutes to tell you the backstory. But what I am going to tell you is if you are on WordPress and you have Yoast SEO, which I'm talking about the free version of Yoast, so if you're not already using Yoast, you, you, you should be. <laughs> but if you are on Yoast, I'm going to try to pull this up, um, and you're going to write a new blog post, right? If you're going to write a new blog post and you're on Yoast, you have the post title up at the very top of your um at the very top, whenever you go into your post editor, so you click new post in your dashboard and it opens it up and you have a big bright page editor that um, kind of looks like this, right? It kind of looks like so, okay? Um, and then what at the top, at the very enter the title, enter title here is what it says. Most people write their blog post title there, and then the um, the slug or the end of the URL. So, for instance, all through this entire post, I'm going to use the example blood orange meringue pie because this is what I'm writing today for tomorrow, right? So, there most people would put like, um, you could just put blood orange meringue pie. And if that's what you type in, your slug will auto-populate, auto and that's what it'll say. But let's say you typed in how to make a blood orange meringue pie. Then it would auto-populate that entire thing. But that's not what you want. Most people, that's the first thing they write, is that title where it says enter title here. They put that in the front. But I encourage you, instead of there... Slide down to the bottom to where the Yoast is on your, I'm looking at my computer, where the Yoast app, or where the information for Yoast is on your, um, on your dashboard, right? So, you'll have the opportunity to put what it says, focus keyword, and I'm going to type in blood orange dessert. Because I did the keyword research and I found out that the keywords blood orange dessert is far better than blood orange meringue pie. Like, who's heard of a blood orange meringue pie? But a lot of people see blood oranges this time of year and they're like, what can I do with these? Besides make some amazing margaritas. Is um, create, you know, recipes. So blood orange dessert is actually a pretty highly sought term this time of year. So, as soon as I do that, before I do anything else, the next thing I'm going to do is right above it, it, there's a little box, and it says, Edit Snippet. And what when you click Edit Snippet, it says, SEO Title. 
Now, here's the thing that Leslie nor Dawn knew yesterday. And this may be basic information for you, but maybe it's not. So, I just want to tell you this. What you put on the SEO title, or the title that shows up on Google, Bing, Yahoo, even Pinterest, by the way. What you put in the SEO title, and what you put at the top of your blog post in that intertitle here box, does not have to be the same thing. It shouldn't be the same thing. As long as they both have your keywords, then you're good to go. Okay? Why do I tell you this? Because... People who come to your blog from your email list or from Pinterest, as long as they get, you know, blood orange dessert, and then you say, you know, blood orange tart, or however it is that you word it, I'll have to word it fancier than that. The, the SEO title should start with your keyword, so let's just change it back to blood orange meringue pie. So... So then in my SEO title, I'm going to say blood orange meringue pie with mild pie meringue. So, because when you see the pictures of this tart tomorrow, you'll see that the, the meringue is literally twice as tall as the tart. So... If I just put blood orange meringue pie, which I may for my blog post title, because that's really all you need to know, is this blood orange meringue pie. Now, on Google, however, the SEO title on Google, when it pulls up in Google, when somebody, if they were to search for blood orange meringue pie, when they pull that up in Google, first of all, I want that SEO title because it's going to be the big, bold words at the top of the Google search result. I want that to stand out. I really, truly want it to stand out. So, I need to say something clever, something smart. Your keywords don't necessarily have to be at the beginning of the um, thing, at the beginning of the SEO title, but it's better if they are. So, blood orange meringue pie with mile high meringue, that's probably the one I'm going to see because if you like meringue pie, you want big meringue, right? In addition to this, the meta description also needs to be attention-grabbing. Not necessarily clickbaity. I'm not telling you to be clickbaitish, but I am saying, you know, if you love lemon meringue pie and you love blood oranges, dude, blood orange meringue pie is like 10 times better than lemon meringue pie. It just is. If you like blood oranges, it's like the perfect dessert, no joke. But what I need to put in that, the meta description, which is the little description, because when you pull something up on Google, you'll get the big title, and then you'll get like two short sentences that kind of describe it really quickly, right? Um, so I would say, looking for a blood orange dessert, try this blood orange meringue pie with mile high, or I might even say mile high blood orange meringue pie. I may say that instead so that you're really helping them to visualize it. Or if you're solving an issue like teenage entitlement, you can say 
your kid being a brat, guess what? Mine was too. But this is what I did to fix it. Literally, I think that's what my meta description is. That post, first of all, it's on the first page of Google. Secondly, it gets traffic every single day. Because if you are calling your kid a brat in your head and you land on that post for teenage entitlement, it's probably going to resonate with you. So make sure that you need to, to like, be dead certain that what that description is in the meta description, in the edit snippet portion of Yoast on your blog, blog post rather, is descriptive and captivating so that it draws those people. Because there's a lot of crappy captions and there's a lot of crappy blog post titles whenever you search for a, a result or for when you search for something on Google, right? We've seen them. You overlook them. You don't click on them. So do your best. Like, this is your number one shot. This is your elevator pitch to somebody who's walking through Google, somebody who's Googling for information. If you have that information, say, hey, right here, this is what you want. This is the blood orange meringue pie that you've been looking for. So between your slug because my slug will be blood-orange-meringue-pie. Blood-orange-meringue-pie. That's my keyword. So it's going to be in the title, the SEO title. It's going to be in my snippet. And remember that my blog, blog post title will be completely different than what I say on here. It just will. So if that's interesting to you, it's going to get a little better. Because on Yoast, there's three little tabs. There's like a little traffic light, and then there's a little, like, I guess it's greater than sign with three little dots. If you click on that, you can write a title that is solely for Facebook. So, if I wanted to say, and it doesn't have to be keyword first. So, in, on for Facebook... I would want it to say the best blood orange dessert you'll eat this season. Because that's where you want to get a little more clickbaity, right? You need to have it so that whenever you find that post on Facebook, what happens is if I take that link and I take it over to Facebook, it will auto-populate what I tell it to say in Yoast, Okay. So if the Facebook title is the best blood orange dessert you'll eat this season, you're far more likely to click over than you would if you were to see blood orange meringue pie. You'd be like, what the crap is that? I don't want blood orange meringue pie. But if you see the best dessert you'll see this season, you're much more likely to click on it. It's a little clickbaity, but that's the game that we play on Facebook. It just truly, truly is. So besides that, you can put description like, um, like, what would I put for the description? I haven't gotten this far in my day yet. But what I could put what is like, um, make, you know, oh my gosh, my, my mind is going blank. But I could say, seriously easy, seriously good. Or something along those lines. Like you just need a little snippet under that Facebook that really kind of like catches their attention. And it's almost like a hook that, that coordinates with your title. You don't have to be SEO'd up here. You don't have to be like super duper fancy. What you want to do is 
write a snippet that's going to resonate with your audience. So that's why it's important to know your audience on Facebook, right? When you know that, you can do that. On top of which, there's you can upload an image that is exclusively for Facebook. It's not going to show up in your blog post. It's not going to show up on your Google search. It's only going to show up when you auto-populate that post, which means you go to Facebook, you drop a little link, and then um, whenever it pops up the box with, like, the post in it, you know what I'm talking about? You can make an image, and it needs to be 1,200 pixels by 630 pixels. So that's almost the size of a YouTube cover. So if you're a YouTuber, just slap that in there, and it will be perfectly fine. If you think this is a post that you want to um, promote, if it's a post that, let's say, you think, oh, this would be good to put some ad revenue behind because it's my farmhouse funds, and, you know, if I can get people on this list, like, I have a whole system there. But if it's a post that has a purpose, maybe like an affiliate-based post or something along those lines, make sure that no more than 20% of that image is covered in text or you can't do an auto-populate ad, okay? So, that's a few of the things that I wanted to tell you today because this is all information that I thought, everybody knows this. This is so basic, and I was so wrong. Um, you know, in the boot camp, I teach you... All the technical, like heavy technical stuff, I teach you like how to set up your email and all that stuff. But like I, I didn't even really think because I thought I had already taught this before. Um, so this is definitely something that I'll have to add some notes to my boot camp today. Um, because it's ever evolving and it's ever growing depending on what I think people need and the questions they have and that kind of thing. Have I tried the premium version of Yoast? I just bought it and have not installed it, but I'm really excited to play with it because basically you get to do the same thing but with five keywords and not just one. So you can change. This is where I told you that that SEO title doesn't matter because I can change the SEO titles five different ways. And it shows up five different ways on Google, depending on what my my what like keywords I'm using for that post, right? I think that's how it works. I'm pretty sure. So, because <coughs> there's no way you could get all of those keywords at the beginning of one title, like it's just not possible. So, here's what I want you to think about, and here's what um, here here's what I want you to ask yourself. Like, is this something you already knew? Because if so, and you haven't been doing it, like, mm, you should have been doing it already. But if it's something you didn't know, this one trick is probably the biggest reason why almost half of my referral traffic, which means Pinterest, uh, anything outside of my email list, half, almost half of my traffic comes from Google. As far as, like, if you look at your your numbers of, um, if, if you look at the, like, sources where my traffic comes from, almost half of them is coming from Google now. Which, about two years ago, I said, I wish I could get more Google traffic. Well, Shazam, I'm almost there. Um, my goal is to make sure, and we've done this recently, 
is to make sure that every post is optimized and every post is written well so that all the Google descriptions and all the, you know, meta tags and meta descriptions and all of that, it's um, optimized so that it's more clickable from Google because that's your goal is to make it more clickable. So if you applied this today and you started doing that for every post for the next two years, can you imagine how much further along you would be? Can you imagine, like, the growth that you would have in that section of traffic growing from Google? Like, if you did this for every single blog post, and when you're using those words that um, people are, are searching for, if, if you're writing SEO titles and descriptions that resonate and grab their attention, your Google traffic is going to go up, guys. It's just how it works. It's just how it works. So, um, speaking of two years, if you're, if you're doing this blogging thing, because I've seen a couple of people, um, I've seen a couple of people struggling lately, and they're like, I've lost my purpose of, of, you know, I'm, I'm feeling defeated. I'm feeling like I can't get traction, which this is not on today's topic, but I just wanted to take a second because this is a recurring theme that I've seen the last couple of days. First of all, traffic is bad this time of year. It's starting to warm up. People are starting to work in their yards and go to ball games and unhibernate. Like, they've been hibernating all winter snuggled up in their houses, and as it gets warmer, more and more of people are getting out, and they're spending less time online, which is, is, like, it's just natural. I'm not online this, as much this time of year. I try not to work as much this time of year, because I want to enjoy the warm weather. Like, it's just human nature. I've seen this happen year after year after year. I'm almost, I've almost hit the 10-year mark on the Shabby Creek Cottage, like, in just a couple of weeks. And I could look back over my analytics for the last 10 years and tell you this has happened year after year after year after year. January, February are really good. March, it starts slowing down. April, it's even slower. May, it starts to pick back up for me because I have a lot of summer projects. So, Make sure that you're doing some of those summer projects so that you're drawing in that traffic where people are searching for those things, okay? But I also want to ask you, like, do you want to look back five years from now and think, this is the life I chose or this is the life I settled for? Because every time you feel like you're losing your mojo and you feel like you just, like, you, you're just ready to give up, Remember why you started doing this. Remember why, you know, blogging was was the thing that you were like, I'm going to put all my chips in on this, and this is what I'm going to do. I want you to ask yourself that. I want you to, to make sure that you understand that there's going to be harder times, and there's going to be better times. Fourth quarter, you'll be able to crush it. Third quarter is a little better. The second quarter, the second quarter is the hardest quarter of the year. It just is. It's just the nature of the beast, my friends. So keep your head down. Do the work. Grow your email list. Grow your site. And get better. Because I want you to look back five years from now and say, look at all I have built. 
I want you to look back. And if 10 years seems a long way away, just remember, in a couple of weeks, I've been doing this blog, not my old blog, because I've been blogging a lot longer. But this particular blog will be 10 years old in just a couple of weeks. 10 years from now, I want you to look back and say, you know, 10 years ago, I started this hobby with no intention to make money. A year in, I was making a little money. And my big goal was to make $100 a day. I could make $100 a day. I would basically double my income um, that I left from the newspaper. And now to think that I'm making multiple six figures. To think that this is the life I chose. To think that this is the life that I worked so hard for. Ten years is a long time, but it also goes by in the blink of an eye. There is an untold amount of hours that I worked on this. There is an untold amount of sacrifices that I made of, you know, things that I didn't do or too many hours working late night, too many 20-hour days of working because I was so overwhelmed and I couldn't keep up, way too many mistakes, but... That's what being in business is all about. And that's what being your own boss is all about. And it's what being an entrepreneur is about. And if you're a blogger, newsflash, you're an entrepreneur. It's just what you are. It's the end of the day. That's just what you are. So if you feel like you can't see the other side and you feel like you've hit a wall and you just can't wrap your head around what you're doing wrong, maybe the boot camp is for you. I've had so many people come into the boot camp and say, you know, I'm just ready to walk away. I'm ready to throw my hands up, walk away. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't understand it. I'm beating my head against the wall. I can't seem to grow. And then literally there's three days worth of lives in the middle of the lives. They're already posting screenshots of tiny changes they've made and seen huge, huge results. Um, you know, growing their email list, growing their page views, growing their Pinterest following. Like, it, it's just insane that you don't have to wait a year to see huge results. You don't have to, to you know work 20 hours a day to make it work. It's tiny changes. It's probably all you need to make a huge impact. And I want to show you those. So Tanya said, um, would you go back and fix old posts? Absolutely. Like pick your top 20 posts, fix all of those. Go back 20 more, fix those. Go back 20 more, fix those. Rinse and repeat. If you're a newer blogger though, you can do this right from the start. So do you guys have any questions about Yoast or SEO or any of that stuff? Tomorrow we're going to talk about starting a podcast. Um, it's uh, It's been a, a question that I've been getting a lot lately about, like, should I start a podcast? How do I start a podcast? What do I do? So tomorrow we're going to talk about podcasts. By the way, if you like blogging over breakfast, but you struggle to make it here, the same, the exact same thing. What If you're listening on the podcast now, everything you've heard was a live stream. And if you like blogging over breakfast, but, you know, 
whatever happens, maybe the podcast is for you because it's all the same info. So Joanne said, if you're doing a roundup and want to include a number in the title for SEO purposes, should the number be in number form or spelled out in the slug of Yoast SEO? Speaking of which, I saw a question that Michael posted as well, and I'm going to answer that too. Two birds, one stone. So, um, if there's a number, like, I posted eight beautiful beach towels back, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, never. I used the number eight because I feel like it's it grabs your attention more visually. But... I've seen people spell it out. Maybe it's to help with that slug or that, that SEO title link because it needs to be long enough to grab somebody's attention to, which is typically five to seven words, right? And yesterday I talked about the co the he- headline analyzer tools and co-schedule. And you can um, you can use that for this SEO title. That's what I'm trying to say. So you want to make sure that it's long enough that it turns that little light green because it's the length of a um, post title. But if you use the headline analyzer tool to check before you build, so that's one thing that I do. I'll go into the headline analyzer tool and I will use that because what it does is it checks with algorithms and it tells you you know, if people are more likely or less likely to click on it, and it needs to be long enough. And both Yoast and that tool will each tell you if it's going to be long enough, okay? Um, it won't tell you, though, that your, the co-line, the co-schedule headline tool won't tell you that your keyword needs to be at the beginning, but it does as close as possible to the beginning. Um, so... Tanya said, what's the name of your podcast? I'm under a rock these days. You can find it on iTunes and Google Play and someplace else. I don't remember the name of it. Um, I just know that we do a podcast. <laughs> and mostly we're, we're Apple people. So I know you can find it on iTunes and Google Play under Gina Luker Live. You can look for that podcast. I'll try to get you guys a link. And if you want to sign up for the boot camp, it is GinaLuker.com slash ultimate-blogging-bootcamp. Three days, it'll change the world, it'll change blog, it'll change your business. And most importantly, what I want you to know is it's like live and it's me and you and other people who are just as devoted as you are. And you will get so much personal attention that I'll probably get on your nerves. If you don't want personal attention, it may not be the course for you, but if you feel like you need that hand-holding and you need that one-on-one, then I'm your girl. Because I'm going to come to you between classes and say, where can I help you? What do you need help with? Is there? Are you understanding everything? Are you struggling somewhere? And it's just a private conversation between me and you. And that's what we do. So, I hope you all have a good day. Tomorrow we'll talk about podcasting. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>